Welcome back to the second episode of the series Unhoused, a special report from the Daily Texan Audio. In the first episode, we heard from policy specialists and volunteer coordinators about the leading causes of homelessness, government efforts like Prop B, and government-level solutions. In this episode, we will touch on some of the challenges for soup kitchens during COVID, reflections of volunteers, and the importance of our contributions and volunteer efforts as university students. I'm audio reporter Ava Garderay, and this is episode two, Helping Hands. Austin's dozens of homeless services were hit hard by the pandemic because, as community organizers revealed in our interviews, their work is centered around human interaction, and it involves an extremely vulnerable population, and also because it depends on the contribution of volunteers who also had to prioritize their own safety during the pandemic. If you remember from last episode, Open Door is a nonprofit that serves a large group of people experiencing homelessness out of the parking lot of the United Methodist Church near campus every Saturday morning. Emily Seals, on the nonprofit's board, discussed Open Door's homeless services, which took a holistic approach in addressing all of the needs of Austin's unhoused community. Before COVID, we gathered in our fellowship hall and we had over 200 guests come for a warm brunch, which was like warm quesadillas and fresh salads and warm vegetables and bread and dessert and drinks. And so we really had a community that offered fellowship and conversation. So we had people playing the piano in the fellowship hall and then upstairs, Fig Leaf was an actual two-part store where we had women's and children's clothing on one side and men's clothing on the other side and guests had an opportunity to really shop for the things that they needed um, and things that they liked um, you know having a choice in choosing their clothing and jewelry and shoes since the start of the pandemic emily has noticed a decrease in the number of children attending the weekly services so during COVID, there's just been a significant shift in that population. I've, I've only seen children a couple of times over the last two years I'm on Saturday morning. And we also shifted the time earlier. So our hours are now from 8 to 9.30, which you know, may be somewhat of a barrier for families with young children or for people who are coming from um, further away than the campus and downtown area. She continued to describe the people that Open Door serves in terms of the demographics she has observed on Saturday mornings. So in terms of demographics of those that we serve, I think it's very reflective of the general homeless population in Austin. Um, so several people are experiencing chronic homelessness, which is there is a formal definition that would be 12 months solid of experiencing homelessness or four episodes in the last three years. Um, I've, I've volunteered with Open Doors since 2012, and I, you know, do recognize guests from that long ago, and then I also see new faces um, every Saturday. To adapt to pandemic-related restrictions, Open Door has had to make some major shifts, the biggest of which was moving all of their services to the parking lot. But despite these setbacks, they persisted with their efforts to serve the community. And I think we're really grateful that we were we didn't miss a single Saturday like throughout the entire entirety of this ongoing pandemic and also like during the really intense weather we had last winter. Um, so now everything is um, mostly happening in our parking lot. Um, we serve uh, food, a to-go meal, um, hygiene items. We offer hygiene items, uh, clothing, 
through our fig leaf program. And then we also have a partnership with the Other Ones Foundation where we provide mobile hygiene clinic, which offers showers for people experiencing homelessness. Um, and then also street books is often there offering um, books to people um, who come for Saturday morning. You know, we were just really trying to discern how to safely reopen Open Door so that people could gather again and we could bring back that, um, you know, a greater sense of community, give individuals the opportunity to shop in the fig leaf store rather than volunteers filling the clothing orders and, um, you know, have the full brunch spread that we have had and been known for for years. So I know we're all, you know, eager to gather inside again and we're just, trying to do that as safely as we can for our guests and our volunteers. Fariha, a biochem sophomore at UT and co-director of a student-led organization named Flow, who has had multiple experiences with volunteering with the homeless, reflected on how her student org had to adjust their efforts during the pandemic. But she expressed her excitement for being able to return to in-person service soon. Last year, because of COVID, we didn't get to actually go and like help package the meals, but more of it was like working with them as far as like raising awareness for them and like um, kind of like spreading the word on campus. But this semester we are actually really hoping to go to some food banks, hopefully even Caritas and like kind of everyone get to like serve some meals. Cause I feel like that kind of stuff really does let you like feel the impact of what you're doing. Fariha reflected on how her volunteer experience has made her more open-minded and empathetic towards the homeless people that she serves. There's like a negative stigma around the homeless population, um, saying that they like don't do enough or whatever it may be, but once you actually talk to some of them, you see that it's a lot more that many times has gotten them to like where they are. Fariha said she found in-person volunteering the most rewarding because she was able to actually build a relationship with the homeless population. Interactions of kind of like talking to them, like seeing obviously like how they're doing things like that but there definitely have been people that I've gotten a chance to talk to in depth and kind of like build that relationship and kind of learn a little bit about their stories and like see you know like everything that's that they've gone through um and I feel like it's it's been really rewarding because there's so much that you can learn from each person's story. She reflected on how volunteering with the homeless made her feel as a person and shared a couple of takeaways from her experiences you kind of volunteer you feel like good about yourself like you're doing something good for the community um and I think the biggest takeaway for me like after was you know a couple of things I feel like first was kind of just realizing how blessed I've been and like how many opportunities and like things I've gotten in life that a lot of people might not have gotten um and just kind of being thankful for everything that I do have um and then a second part of it I think was just kind of getting a better sense of respect for the homeless population. Um, Like I was mentioning, a lot of people look at them in a negative way, and I feel like because of the opportunities I have gotten to kind of like interact with them, that's definitely shifted more to like a positive way. Emily seemed to share for his positive experience with volunteering and emphasize some of the less tangible impact that she sees coming from these service events. The last time I was Uh, volunteering, I had some really great conversations with, I think, three different individuals, all who were, you know, recently housed within the last year or so, but still come 
open door on Saturday mornings for, you know, that meal. And also, I think maybe more than anything, just community and just it's part of their the rhythm of their week. It's part of um, something in their life that's consistent and reliable. As full-time students, we are obviously not able to volunteer every day of the week, but Fariha shared how she still felt like any effort was still making an impact. Obviously it is like you're serving them a meal once a week, but I feel like any like small thing you can do to help the community, the ripples will kind of extend out to the greater community. So I think a lot of those like, even those small interactions, um, I think they, they take away a lot from it too, just because like a lot of the people I got to talk to, they have had negative experiences with just like other people like looking at them in a negative way so kind of someone having like a friendly face and like talking to them and like not treating them like they're like beneath them or anything like that I think kind of just having that like mutual level of respect was something that like hopefully like cheers them up in a way too. Barbara Pop, who we spoke with last episode expressed the importance of our generation's involvement in helping the homeless community both in the more individual groundwork and potentially also in structural advocacy, if that happens to align with some of our future career goals. I think those are, are two great things is to get involved in your community and be advocates for access to affordable housing for all um, and make that known. It is your generation who is going to be um, the worst housed in our country because we've not made that housing supply available. So it's very much in your personal interest as well is to advocate for um, access to uh, a housing right, a right to housing um, is really what we need We need in this community. I think um, volunteering is a great way to get to know people who are facing these challenges, and it's also a way to help and to give back in your community. Um, it's not going to deal with the big structural issues because we need the policy work, the advocacy work to really address those structural issues. And then I think also um, for some, some college students, they're going to be interested in doing the research or um, perhaps developing their professional skills so they could actually build housing or perhaps they're interested in social work. So think about your, um, your career goals and to the extent to which your career goals might align in, in either the helping professions or helping us build more housing um, or supporting organizations that do that. Um, I think there's a lot of vibrant work in Austin, um, in the nonprofit sector, but also in the government sector. And um, uh, as a person who's committed my life to public service, I've, I've never regretted that commitment to working in the nonprofit and government sector, because uh, that's um, a way to really make changes for our country, as well as in our local community. So I, I encourage young people to think about um, to think about the value of uh, really contributing your, your whole being um, into the work. Emily reflects on how much student volunteers contribute to the welcoming environment of the soup kitchen and implores us to return to help now that the pandemic precautions are becoming less restrictive. It felt to me like we were missing a lot of our like um, student energy and like that connection with UT. It's not at all like representatives only from our church or only from our board. It's really the community and we're just kind of supporting it in the background and in the kitchen and kind of giving it structure people in conversation people in community people helping each other out in my experience i feel like there's just really positive loving um energy on saturday mornings i think that we all just you know show each other a lot of compassion and love and 
that we are, you know, all there, no matter where we're coming from, like for the same purpose to be in community with each other. You've been listening to the series Unhoused, a special report from the Daily Texan Audio Department. These episodes were made with the help of audio staffers Michaela Mondragon and Lenny Steinhardt, and our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. If you like this series, make sure to subscribe to The Daily Texan on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at Texan Audio, and check us out at thedailytexan.com. I'm audio producer Ava Garter-A. Thanks for listening.